0: Hello and thank you for tuning into the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, January 30th. Let's jump into today's top stories. Eastern Kentucky AD Matt Rohn's contract extension, which he signed in October, is worth $215,000 per year. EKU will also pay Rohn $4,300 each August 1st, and he will earn $10,000 for each regular season or postseason conference championship or postseason competition across all 16 sports. Additionally, Roan will be awarded a bonus for each postseason win, $10,000 for men's basketball, $5,000 for all others. For sports such as cross-country, track and field and golf, a win is considered advancing past regionals of the national postseason. Roan is eligible for additional bonuses ranging from $5,000 to $20,000 for winning NCAA championships, as well as a $15,000 bonus for a department APR of 940 or higher. On top of that, Roan has the potential to receive up to a $50,000 bonus each fiscal year at the sole and absolute discretion of EKU President David McFadden. Tennessee is being investigated by the NCAA in a case that involves multiple sports and includes scrutiny of NIL benefits for athletes, according to Sports Illustrated's Pat Forty, who adds, Details are scarce on what Tennessee is potentially facing in the latest case, including the number of involved sports. The school acknowledged the investigation to SI, but declined further comment, other than to say it has not received a notice of allegations from NCAA enforcement. The NCAA also declined to comment, telling Forty, with rare exceptions, the NCAA does not comment on current, pending or potential investigations due to confidentiality rules put in place by member schools. Forty also reports that a source familiar with the inquiry tells SI that Tennessee does not believe it has committed any violations in the NIL realm. The source cited NCAA guidance in that evolving area as vague and contradictory. Tennessee Chancellor Dondi Plowman accused the NCAA of being morally wrong for alleging UT engaged in impermissible NIL activities in an email sent to NCAA President Charlie Baker. The email, obtained by the Knoxville News Sentinel's Adam Sparks, reads, The implications of the NCAA enforcement staff's approach to date goes beyond just our institution, but also could harm many more student-athletes who have done nothing wrong, all based on the administrative disputes of adults. This is morally wrong and undermines the credibility of the NCAA's stated interest of acting in the best interest of student-athletes. UT officials met with members of the NCAA enforcement staff on Monday to discuss allegations the NCAA intends to bring against the university, though Plowman denied that any violations occurred, writing, We appreciate your staff listening to our arguments and agreeing to evaluate them. The NCAA's allegations are factually untrue and procedurally flawed. Moreover, it is intellectually dishonest for the NCAA enforcement staff to pursue infractions cases as if student-athletes have no NIL rights. Klaumann went on to cite what the NCAA called UT's exemplary cooperation in previous dealings with the Vols' most recent NCAA investigation, writing, We spent more than $1 million on outside counsel to investigate previous problems discovered in our football program that were reported to me, personally, and self-reported the entire case to the NCAA. It is inconceivable that our institution's leadership would be cited as an example of exemplary leadership in July 2023, then as a cautionary example of a lack of institutional control only six months later. Extra Points as Matt Brown reviews IRS 990 documents for over 40 NIL collectives and notes that, for the first time, these financial filings provide large scale, publicly available, and, most notably, presumably verifiable fundraising totals for athlete payrolls across the country. They also reignite the questions about whether 501 public charities, or which ones, that were created to pay college athletes comply with federal tax law. Clemson professor Catherine Kiskuschels tells Brown, I think the critical point in all this is what are they doing with the revenue? Not so much that they're making the revenue, but where is this revenue going? When I look back at the IRS's memorandum, I think the IRS was also questioning where is this money going? Is it going to charitable programs or are you bringing in this money to give it right back to student-athletes? And I think that sort of draws that question of whether this is really money going for private interest rather than public interest. As far as where the money is coming from, Brown notes the Florida Achievement Support Trust reported that $2.5 million, or almost 81 percent, of its $3.1 million in contributions came from large donors who each contributed more than 2 percent of the total. $580,180 came from the so-called public support, $1.6 million of the Washington Collective Montlake Futures' $2 million in total support, or 80 percent, was from large donors. $4.4 million of Friends of the University of Notre Dame's $7.7 million in revenue, or 57 percent, came from large donors with the other. $3.2 million classified as public support. The Indiana collective Hoosiers for Good reported that nearly $2.3 million, or roughly 59 percent, of its nearly $3.9 million in total support came from large donors, $1.6 million, or 41 percent, came from public support. Thank you for tuning in to the evening standard of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, January 30th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.